David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show. I'm your host, David Collins, and we have another great episode for you today. Really excited, long-awaited guest. We're going to get right to it there. Remember to follow us on Instagram, DC 30-minute half-hour show, and send us any emails or any questions you might have to dc 30 minute half hour at gmail.com. We have a couple corrections that we have to make right off the bat today. First correction is we had mentioned this a couple episodes ago about somebody we had said that somebody on the show had mentioned that writing in a notebook is a lot like digging, an archaeologist digging for bones. Unfortunately, that did not come from anybody that we had on the show quite yet. That actually came from Donnie Townsend in a clip that we listened to. So I apologize for that mistake. Another correction that we have to have to make here, Mark Norman will be performing in the Quad Cities July 29th. Of course, like I mentioned, all those tickets are probably already gone, but it was July 29th in case anybody else other than the emails we got called me out on that. We're back in radio silence with the gas cap criminal, unfortunately. Well, you might say that we're in radio silence. I really can't say whether or not there's some sort of back and forth going on behind the scenes, but... If there is something you did not hear it from me, just probably won't be hearing much about the gas cap criminal anytime soon. We had a great guest, Ethan Everhart, on the show last week, and he gave us some information about other Denver comics that we might be getting on the show pretty soon. So we've reached out to some of them. Looking forward to that in the future. Not only them, we have some other great national guests coming up. So really looking forward to that. And we have a great show planned for you today. You can take my word for it. But of course, before we start the show, color of the day. Today's color of the day, Chinese red. Today's color of the day is the shade of red on the Chinese flag. 67.67% red, 21.96% green, 11.6% blue. I saw a man wearing a backpack the other day and I asked him what color it was. He said it was Chinese red. Today's color of the day, Chinese red. Today's sponsor of the show, unfortunately, we do not have a sponsor of the show today. Uh, there was a bit of a mistake. Jerry, the intern, apparently had fallen for a scam this week, so it did not go well. It cost us a little bit, and it did cost us having a sponsor for this week's episode. Of course, in the past, we've said, if anybody saw Jerry on the street, make sure you congratulate him because he's done some great things for us in the past. But if you see him this week, let him know that we're all a little disappointed in him. No sponsor for today's episode. Aww. But we do have a great guest for today's episode. Today's guest is a Davenport local favorite. He's not only appeared on great podcasts like Slice of Life and Offstage with Ben Woodfield, he's worked at great venues like Buffalo Community Center, the Dubuque Comedy Bar, the View in Clinton, Iowa, the Speakeasy in Rock Island, the historic Five Flag Center in Dubuque, Iowa, and open for great acts such as Nikki Stalker, James Draper, and Matt Miller. Long-awaited and very funny guest, Please welcome to David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show, Dana Moss-Peterson. Dana, welcome to the show. It's so great to finally have you. And we've had voicemails come in from Dana that have been a big hit. Thanks so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. And that's something else we wanted to say, too. Unfortunately, there, another mistake Jerry made this week. I'm not sure if we can put all of this one on Jerry, but we won't be having any voicemails to listen to later in the show there. Just a little heads up. But we do have some great emails to get into. So tell me, we've gone over your credits there, and I'm not sure if I recognize a few of those names. Who do you think is the favorite person you've ever opened for? Um, the favorite, uh, JT Cage, J my agent. 
that's how you've described him before. I'm not sure. Is he a comic around here? JTK? Yes, he is. He has been in comedy one year less than me. I see. Well, that's interesting that you would choose him, though. It seems that most of, most of the time when people say who the favorite comic that they've opened for is somebody with much more experience, but you're saying it's somebody actually a peer of yours. Yes, because I love to disparage him. I love to just uh, destroy. <laughs> so it must be great to just open him. It must give you a great opportunity to say, hey... This guy's coming up next. Yes, I hosted his first headlining gig. That's fascinating, and we want to hear a little more about that, but we did receive, and we're going to just get this right out of the way, because we received so much feedback recently. People want to hear an old bit that we used to do on the station. We've done it a few times on the show, but we're going to bring it back today. It's Wheel of Fruit. Now, unfortunately, you're in the room. You're gonna, it's going to be a bit of a reveal right away, so you're not going to be really able to play, but everybody at home probably familiar with this game, Wheel of Fruit. So if you're not familiar, we're going to spin a wheel. You probably see I brought my wheel and I have this plastic bag here and it has a bunch of fruit in it. So we're going to spin this wheel on the wheel, our variety of fruit, and we're going to figure out, we're going to pick one of those fruit out of the bag and hit it against the table. And the listeners at home are going to have to decide what fruit is on the Wheel of Fruit. I like it. Dana, would you like to spin the wheel? Yes. All right, so the wheel is spinning. Who's somebody else that you might have opened for while we're watching that win spiel win? Um, I have opened for Brian Farrell, uh, James Draper. Um, we named James Draper earlier. A hilarious comic, as far as I've heard. I think we've seen him, of course. I've seen him at the debut comedy bar before. Not always paying attention. It looks like that wheel has stopped. So we'll go ahead and take our bag here. Grab the fruit that we have in front of us. All right. Now, everybody at home, listen carefully and see if you can name that fruit. That's going to be a tough one for you. Give you a few seconds. Of course, that fruit was a kiwi. And we've talked a lot on the show recently about comedians stealing material and kind of using that as a way to jump off from the starting point there. Do you have any opinions on stealing material? I think it's the worst thing you can do. Um... And that's what I would have expected to hear. It's strange that we've had that conversation. I just wanted to kind of bring some clarity. I thought that you'd bring some sense to that conversation. We talked to Cardiff Electric, and I believe Todd Basinger even stood by, that this is not a bad way to begin comedy. It's the worst way. There... We want to ask you more about your comedy starting and your comedy career and kind of where your material comes from. But of course, that sound means it's time for our first game. And just like Wheel of Fruit, another crowd favorite today, our first game today is Sign the Joke. So Sign the Joke is a game where we're going to read a joke from a comedian. You're going to hear that joke, and you're going to have to describe and name which comedian said that joke. Dana Moss-Peterson, are you ready to play Sign the Joke? I am ready to play Sign That Joke. Perfect. And this is one of my favorite games, too. But why don't we just go ahead and jump into round one. Round one of Sign the Joke. Ever wake up at 4.30 in the morning and you're like, God damn it, what am I doing up right now? 4.30, can't fall asleep? I know, I'm fucking ruined for the day. You ever do one of these things where you're like, let me just get out of bed and live like those people who always goes, hey, I get up at 4.30 every day. I do that for me. That's me time. I spend the morning alone. It's my time, man. It's the best. Sets me in the right mood. You're like, let me be one of those fucking pricks. I'll get up at 
Dana Moss Peterson, can you sign that joke? Of course, sounds a bit of a dirty comic there. I'm not sure if there are too many clues. Do you think that might be familiar to you already to sign that joke? My guess would be Mark Marin. Unfortunately, that is not correct. A good guess, though, especially being Mark Marin, was an answer on a question a couple of episodes, so you never know if it's in the mind of our team. That was actually Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Maybe it always makes sense when you hear their deliberate. You always say, I wish I would have thought of that. It makes so much more sense now. You wake up like 4.30 in the morning and you're like, God damn it, what am I doing up right now? 4.30, can't fall asleep. I'm in the fucking room for the night. You ever do one of those things? You go, you know what? Let me just get out of bed and live like those people always go, hey, I get up at 4.30 every day. I do that for me. That's me time. I spend the morning alone. That's my time, man. It's the best. It sets me in the right mood. You're like, all right, let me be one of those fucking pricks. I'll get up at 4.30. Adam Sandler, you know, these sign the joke, it's always tough when they're doing an impression. Adam Sandler, of course, one of the best impressionists of our time. Why don't we jump into round two here? Round two. Now, I don't want to give it away, but you might notice a bit of a theme with these answers. We're going to jump into round two of sign the joke. I've only been married for five years, but this is what I think mar marriage is so far. Marriage is finding someone who can stand you. Is that too romantic? Find someone who can fucking stand you. Especially during the pandemic, where we were all just home, staring at each other, judging, waiting to criticize each other. All right, Dana Moss Peterson, can you sign that joke? Might be a little tough, of course, it's gonna be a married comic, maybe something that came out recently. Paula Poundstone. Unfortunately, that was not correct. Paula Poundstone, you're gonna have to catch me up on exactly who that is. The answer to this sign, the joke, was Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. It's tough to know if the punchline gave it away there. Let's take a little listen. I've only been married for five years, but this is what I think marriage is so far. I think marriage is finding someone who can stand you. <laughs> is that too romantic? Find someone who can fucking stand you. <laughs> Especially during the pandemic, when we were all just home, just staring at each other, just judging, waiting to criticize each other. Boy, that was what the pandemic was all about there. Are you married? No. Not married? Did you spend the pandemic with anybody? No. So maybe it's not too relatable there. Maybe just not good material for you. Amy Schumer. Oh, sign the joke. I wanted to say, you know, sign the joke is something that we get the most email responses up and it reminded me we didn't take a note of this but a congratulations last time we played sign the joke we received an email from alex in dubuque iowa who had said that they had been successful in all three rounds of sign the joke so congratulations to alex for that sorry we didn't shout you out on the last episode there but let's jump into round three here of sign the joke do you like this game yes i love this i love all of this. That's perfect. Yeah, this is a very popular game. Like I've said, round three. Do you have one eye? I thought that shit. For the last 45 minutes, 45 straight minutes, I've been looking for like, this guy blinks with one eye a lot, bro. What happened? You got it shot out with a Roman candle. Were you holding it? Dude, this is crazy. So another kid is holding a Roman candle. He lights it. And you're like, whoa. The top of that looks so cool. It's going to be a bit tougher there. It sounds like that they're talking to the audience. So I'm not sure if that matches any comedian that you might be thinking of. Of course, little crowd work. Sign that joke. Dane Cook. 
That's tough. And we might just be showing a little bit of a generational gap there with some of the comics that were coming. It sounds like we were pulling some younger comics this time. Of course, often we do have some legends in the lineup. This is a younger comic, Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz. Are you familiar with Andrew Schultz? Yes, I am. He's got a mustache that looks a lot like yours. Yeah, you have one eye? I thought that shit. <laughs> For the last 45 minutes. For the last 45 straight minutes, I've been looking over every once in a while, like, dude, this guy blinks with one eye a lot, bro. What? It's like, is there no way? What happened? You got a shot out with a Roman candle? Were you holding it? Dude, this is crazy. So another kid is holding a Roman candle. He lights it. And you're like, whoa, the top of that looks cool. <laughs> Andrew Schultz. Boy, that's a funny joke. Now, 4th of July just passed. It is, of course, 4th of July month. So happy 4th of July to everybody at home. Did you have any events that you participated with? Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it out to any of these shows. A lot of shows going out in Iowa. I was stuck. I wouldn't say that I didn't hear the shows, though. I was not a part of any of the shows. I just... The fireworks shows, of course. Right. I just finished Maybe moving. a comedy show you could have been part of during, during the last few days. Nope. I've been moving. I got a new job. Congratulations. That's very exciting. And it's not stand-up based, that new job. Are you at least, is it writing anything? What is that new? What have you been working on? Uh, I am the Quad City Dan McCullough. I... The pride of the Quad Cities. Yes. I'm going to be working at a credit union. Fantastic. Maybe you can give us all an inside scoop later. Of course, we've had a little bit of an inside. There was a banking collapse at the same time that we had Dan McCullough co-hosting for us on one of those shows. And he was able to give us a lot of inside information about that banking collapse. So it was great to have him on at that time. So we want to talk a little bit about your comedy. We do have noted there that you went to high school with Donnie Townsend, which is something interesting. And Donnie Townsend is somebody that we wanted to get on the show. A very popular local, also local Davenport and Quad Cities comedian. Well, we might just move past that there. Do you have any anything special that you, that you have to say about going to high school with Donnie Townsend? Uh, yes. Uh, we spent a lot of time together. We worked together. And right. in the present, Donnie Townsend will not return my calls. Wow. Well, if anybody out there knows Donnie Townsend, of course, he's not returning our emails either. So a bit maybe he's just busy. I'm not sure exactly what's up with his schedule. But certainly, if anybody out there knows Donnie Townsend, let him know that we're both trying to get a hold of him. We do have a new segment, and we want to ask you about your comedy, of course, and kind of talk, but we did have a new segment we wanted to jump into today. This is something that we have not brought to our this show at this time, but it is a segment that I used to love to do on the radio. This is David Collins' Red Cards. So out there, you might be familiar with the bit. We're going to be throwing down some red cards today. First red card today goes to the Comedy Bar in Dubuque. Now, for a comedy club, you wouldn't expect this to happen, but they've actually been closed for about four weeks now, somehow did not renew their liquor license. And that's why the comedy bar in Dubuque, Iowa, gets a red card this week. Our next red card this week goes to Elon Musk, who unfortunately has now backed out of, he was going to be in an MMA match with Mark Zuckerberg. We're going to get to see two of the largest leaders in tech battling it out in the ring. Were you looking forward to that? Did you see anything going on with that? Absolutely. You actually look like you may be right in their weight, weight class. It's very interesting. That was one thing that was getting brought up because you had the larger Elon Musk untrained versus the trained smaller Zuckerberg. Of course, Elon Musk backed out, and that's why he gets a red card this week. And our last red card this week goes to the British. Of course, it is the 4th of July. 
And the British has to get a card this week just saying that, hey, you don't want us to be America? Well, we're America. And that was David Collins' red cards. Well, you might have to give your dogs a red card here pretty soon. What do you do? You have any red cards this week? Anything that's on your mind? Um, yes, I want to give a red card to um, the wizard Chris Kaufman. Um, the wizard Chris Kaufman. Yes, he's way too old. Um, he needs new glasses and he needs a haircut. Uh oh. I'd be a little worried if you go on like that, you might be stealing Dave G's bit effed up headlines from the station. A little inside joke, of course, we've been recently accusing Dave G of stealing one of our bits. Kind of in between that, I don't need to bring that up. Let me ask you a little bit about your comedy. How would you describe your style of comedy? Now, you're a stand-up comedian in the Davenport area here, but a lot of variety at the Quad Cities. Unlike most scenes in Iowa, I've noticed, the most variety you'll find would be in the Quad Cities here. How would you describe your, your style of comedy? I am a... You tell stories? Do you write jokes? Um, I'm a rant comedian. I do write jokes. A I high do... rank? A low rank? Rant. I see. I'm with you, okay? You're a rant comedian. I get very angry and I yell at my friends and they laugh. And that made me do comedy. Fascinating. You're a rant comedian. Now, one thing, the reason I paused there is just because that's very interesting to me. We spoke with a, with a previous guest there, Ethan Everhart, who does, and I would almost describe him as a rant comedian, except he does not do material on his podcast. And all I was exposed to was his podcast. And I described him as a bit of a Bill Burr character. Is that what you'd say? You, you kind of go on stage and you attack the audience a bit like a Bill Burr character? Absolutely. Pineapple on pizza, don't get me started. I won't get you started there. A bit of a cantankerous fella on the show today. So we ask this to everybody, and I'm always interested. I think it's a great question. It really kind of gets to the, so how do you, how do you write your material? Um, honestly, I just get mad at things, and people find it hilarious. So... Would you say that you go on stage with, with your anger from the day? Or are, you, are you repackaging old anger? Oh, I hang on to the anger from decades ago, even. As you pointed out earlier, I am a different generation from you. Certainly. Um, and I know it might even be tough to tell for somebody of Dana's age. He certainly looks great. Well, thank you, David. How old are you, Dana? I am 45. 45 I was born in old. 1978. Fascinating. What's next for you in comedy? So you do these shows. Now, I noticed some of the comics that you open for. I'm not too familiar there. Do you do a podcast? Do you, are you on TikTok? Do you do anything on the social media? How do you, what are you kind of working on? Any projects right now? I am on Facebook. That's it. I don't know what a TikTok is. Can people find you on Facebook? How would somebody, if they want to get you involved on a show, how would they reach out to you? Uh, Dana Moss Peterson. There's a hyphen in between Moss and Peterson. I'm the only one on the planet. Well, definitely check our show description there if you're curious on the spelling. It's certainly not the easiest. Not as easy as Todd Basinger. We had him on the show recently. The most phonetic spelling of any comedian that we've had on the show. Yet, of course, that sound means, unfortunately, it is time for our second game. Our second game today, you bored yet? Now you're a family man, I know that. You said you weren't married and you weren't with anybody throughout the pandemic, but I was under the impression, maybe our staff made another mistake, that you were a bit of a family man. So this game, you bored yet? We're gonna name off the rules of a board game and you're gonna have to figure out what board game are we describing. Dana, are you ready to play you bored yet? I am ready. Perfect, why don't we jump into round one. On a player's turn, they move their character token around the board by rolling the dice. The number rolled determines how many spaces the player can move. 
Players can move through doorways to enter different rooms. Rule two, the player to the left must privately disprove the suggestion by showing one card, if they have any, that matches the suggestion. If you have multiple cards matching, they choose which one to show. And rule three, if a player thinks they have figured out the solution, they can make an accusation during their turn instead of making a suggestion. All right, well, we have a variety of rules there. Dana, what do you think that game might be? People are disproving things. They're making a suggestion. There's cards and dice going around the table. I believe it is the first board game to be made into a feature film, Clue. Perfect, that is correct. The answer was Clue. Classic board game, and you're certainly correct, made into multiple films. That's exciting. So good to hear that you're on a good track here with this second game. Maybe we've gotten you right, targeting you as a family man. Let's jump into round two here of your board yet. Rule one. Each player has their own game board consisting of a grid of squares. Rule two. Mark your hit or miss on a separate tracking grid. Rule three. The game continues with players taking their turns until one player has successfully hit all of their opponent's pieces a significant number of times. All right, Dana, we're on to rule, we're on to round two here. Do you think you can name that board game? 1000%. It is the worst film to be ever made after a board game, Battleship. That's great. Of course, that was Battleship. Not sure if there's a theme developing here. If you're wondering about the theme of that last game, you'll notice all of those comics started with the letter A. Now, I'm not sure if this last round here might be from a movie, too. We'll have to wait and see. Let's jump into round three of You Bored Yet. Do you like this game? I love this game. Which game do you think, if you had to, if you had to say Sign the Joke or You Bored Yet, which of these two do you think you like the most? Uh, sign the Joke because I'm so bad at it. Sign the joke. He likes a challenge. Dana Moss-Peterson likes a challenge. That's good to know. Hopefully this last round can present that to you. Round three. Rule one. The game progresses through turns with players taking actions in a clockwise order. On their turn, a player rolls a pair of dice to determine which terrain hexes produce resources. Rule two. Players can engage in trading with other players to acquire resources they need. Trades can be conducted using resources cards, or a combination of both. Rule three. After the final round, the player with the highest total of victory points is declared the winner. All right, Dana, doesn't sound like anything I'm too familiar with there. What do you think that board game might be? You might have stumped me on this, but I'm gonna guess Risk. No, I'm sorry. A good guess, I'm sure. This game is called Settlers of Catan. Settlers of Catan. Are you familiar with that game? Obviously not. What are you doing? I'm emailing David Collins. And like I've already mentioned there, unfortunately, no email, no voicemails that we can play on the show today. A little bit of an issue, but we might catch up with some of those next week. We did have one email that I wanted to read, of course. So we'll catch up with this. This is coming from Donovan from Washington, D.C. Hey, David. I wanted to reach out with a specific reason for this email. I've got a joke I've been itching to share on the David Collins 30 minute half hour show. I'm hoping to get a chuckle out of you and the listeners. So here it goes. Why don't scientists trust atoms anymore? Oh, this would be fun. Why don't we try a, why don't we try a game of finish the punchline with this listener joke here? Dana, why don't scientists trust atoms anymore? Mm. 
That's because they make up everything. Keep up the great work, David. Looking forward to more engaging discussions and, of course, some well-timed comic relief. Cheers from Donovan from Washington, D.C. Well, thanks so much for that email, Donovan. And anybody else has any jokes they want to send into the show, dc30minuteandhalfhour at gmail.com. We love those jokes. I'm not sure. That might be a little too political for us, though. I think so. It's a, it's a tough Don't one. Don't risk it. It's a tough one. You know, I, I apologize if that offended anybody, but it was a good joke. Good jokes might be offensive, you never know, but you know he was going for funny. At the very least, that's all you can ask for. And of course, that sound means it's time for my favorite segment, World News with David Collins. And of course, being that it just passed the 4th of July, you can imagine there's some stories about that, some fun stories here, a lot of things that you're going to already be familiar with. Now, Dana, I like to ask this, when you think of World News this week, what do you have in your mind? What do you think World News? What comes to your mind? Uh, the... France falling apart, the riots. It's interesting that you bring that up. Not a lot of people talking about that, but they have been rioting over, I think it might be uh, about a week now. And it's almost, it's mirroring kind of a George Floyd story that we had in our country. I'm not too caught up with that. That's interesting that you brought that up. Do you have any jokes about that story? No, I do not. I wonder if you could, well, I wouldn't even want to go in that direction. I did have a fun story about the 4th of July there, though, coming out of Cary, Illinois. Uh, this man was shooting commercial-grade fireworks in Cary, Illinois, from his home. It, one of these fireworks didn't go off, and it's coming from one of these mortar tubes. He goes in there, and he goes and looks inside to see what's wrong, and it blows him up in the face. He has to go to the hospital. His face is all marked up. And the worst thing is, he didn't have a permit for these fireworks. So once he gets released from the char hospital, there's a good chance that he's going to be criminally charged. And I'm not sure what you say to a man that looks directly into a hand cannon after they've lit the fuse. I hope I hope they go easy on him. It would be a terrible way to end the day. It really would. A missing Massachusetts woman was found this week. It took her, I think, I think the story is an amazing story. She was missing for a few days, but she was found 30 miles from Boston. She was stuck in the mud. She was stuck in the mud at Borderland State Park. And that's right, she was stuck for three days and it's crazy. You know, in hindsight, the husband was quoting, you thought we would have found her earlier. I always knew she was a real stick in the mud. I get that one. That was a, it was just a, just a fun joke there, but thank goodness that she's okay. That husband must be very funny though. Joey Chestnut, did you follow this at all? Do you watch the Nathan's competition, the Nathan's hot dog eating competition? I do not, but I listen to sports radio a lot, and all they did was talk about Joey Chestnut Well, I can't imagine what day. it might sound like to play clips from a competition like that. That must be the worst radio that I've ever heard. Joey Chestnut won his 16th, it's not a 16th in a row now, he won his 16th national hot dog eating contest this week, Nathan's hot dog eating contest this week, with 62 hot dogs. I believe previously in 2021, he'd actually eaten 71. But numbers like that, 62 hot dogs, they should start, they should, maybe they should change his name to Joey Stomach Nut. I'm surprised they don't have that uh, competition in June for Pride Month. <laughs> maybe, how about another one? Maybe we, we riff on the, uh, on the name there rather than getting too political there. But I was thinking, how about Chewy Chestnut? Here we go. Chestnut? More like chest pain. That's better. If I eat too much salami, I get that reflux. I can't imagine what 62 hot dogs might do. Did you see this? This is breaking news, actually. Just within the last 48 hours, it might 36 hours from us recording this. Happy 4th of July with this story, too. The Secret Service <laughs> actually found cocaine 
inside of the White House. Did you hear about this? Yes, I did. Uh, my agent, JT, visited the White House this week, and I'm not going to say anything, but... All I'm worried about, you know, they say the side effects of cocaine. I've heard them before, and I wonder if that might be some of those rumors about Joe Biden having some number two issues, if they might at all be related. What's your, what, are your take, what is your take on the uh, cocaine this in the White House? This can't be the first time. Who's been there? White powder? White House? Right. It makes sense. You're right, though. It probably isn't the first time that that's ever happened there. Bill Clinton. He did eight years in the White House. Why would one of any accusations? We're already involved in a few disputes on this show. Of course, and fortunately, it sounds like we're kind of saved by the bell there. That sound means it's time for our third game. This game, another one just for you there. This game is called Moss or Sauce. If you didn't notice, Dana Moss Peterson, so we thought it'd be fun we play a game called Moss or Sauce. So we're going to give you a word, and that's going to be either a word that goes before sauce or a word that goes before moss. And you're going to have to figure out, is that a moss or sauce? Are you ready to play moss or sauce? I've never been more ready for anything in my life, David. Great. Let's jump into round one. Normande. Normande. Is that a, a species of a plant that ends up being a moss? Or is that possibly something you put over a dish as a sauce? Normande. I'm going with sauce here, David. That's correct. I wonder if that pronunciation might be a little too obvious there. It sounds a bit Italian. Normande sauce, also referred to as Normandy sauce, and sauce Normande is a culinary sauce prepared with velouté, fish velouté, or fish stock, cream, butter, and egg yolk as primary ingredients. It may be served with seafood dishes, such as those prepared with shellfish and fish. Normandy sauce. A little fun fact there. It's always fun to include a little fun fact. Isn't he performing on July 29th? Ha ha! <laughs> Mark Norman Day. You know, that sounds like a joke he might make. <laughs> Let's jump in a round two here. Hopefully a little more difficult for you. Funaria. Funaria. Uh, Dana, might Funaria be a moss or a sauce? I'm going with moss. Going with moss. What's your thinking behind that there? Uh, Funaria sounds like a fungus related to moss. Well, that's good thinking. Let's see if it pays off. That's correct. Funaria is a genus of approximately 210 species of moss. Funaria hygrometrica is the most common species. Not commonly spoken, I'd imagine. Funaria hygrometrica is called cord moss because of the twisted seta, which is very hygroscopic, and untwists when moist. Moss or sauce? We got one more round here of moss or sauce. Amutrichanu. 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 Is that a moss or a sauce? Amutrichanu. That's gotta be a moss. I'm sorry. You know, you did so well on a couple of these games, but you just couldn't get three in a row there. Amutricheru is a traditional Italian pasta sauce based on cured pork cheek, pecorino romana cheese, tomato, and onion. And that was moss or sauce. Did you like that game? I, I did until the end. I was really excited. I got two And we were excited for you. Everybody at home I know was rooting. And if anybody got all of these questions right, make sure you let me know at dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. Dana, it's been such a pleasure 
getting you to have you on the show today. And it sounded like you don't have too much that you want to plug, but of course, you have that email if anybody wants to get Dana on the show, a great host and a great stand-up comedian. Any final words, anything you want to say on the show there? It's been such a pleasure. I do have a couple of things to plug. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be at the Smokestack this Saturday. Well, that's great. You know, this is going to be up. The audio will be up within the next 24 hours. The video might be up just before that show, but we're going to get it out before that show. So we have the Smokestack. Where is the Smokestack? That is in Dubuque. Dubuque, Iowa. Dubuque, Iowa. Okay. Yep. It's on a rooftop somewhere. Well, that must be amazing. Uh, I'm going to be at the diner July 15th. I don't think I've ever performed on a rooftop. I'd be wondering if it'd be maybe interesting to record a live show on a, on a rooftop. Has that ever been done? It's been done. But... We're always looking for new ways to kind of innovate the podcast space there. So we might think of a rooftop podcast show. I'm sorry. What were you saying there about another show that you had to plug? No, it's okay. Real quick. You're going to need some more professional equipment. Uh, July 15th, the diner that's downtown Davenport, that building has not collapsed. And then, that's great news. Uh, you might be the last to perform in there before it does. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Uh, July 28th, I am headlining the speakeasy one day before Mark Norman Sauce, the raccoon Norman Sauce. Is he going to be at the speakeasy? Basement. Is that correct? No, he's not. I am. I see. He's going to be in a raccoon squirrel basement with Donnie Townsend, probably. That's interesting. I wonder who else is going to be on that show there. What else are you going to be involved with this week? Uh, coming up, this is, all, this is all coming up in July. Yeah, I'm actually going to be on TV tomorrow, which is like an honor, like, because, like, I just did this because I'm desperate, but, like, TV tomorrow, broadcast live, um... On Channel Four, Living Local, it's going to be amazing. Living Local, yes. And you're going to be you're going to be talking about these same shows that you're talking about right now. Yeah, and it'll it'll come out same day, so That's it won't be a you delay. Know, if you're going to be on the television, it might not be a bad idea. We might have to talk after the show about trying to figure out. You know, I can give you a David Collins shirt or David Collins pin, and we might be able to figure out something there. Hey, do you have anything else coming up? Anything else that you want to mention there? Um, I just moved. I'm never moving again. If I get kicked out of this place, I'm digging a hole somewhere and I'm living there. Don't move. Don't move. It's the worst thing you could ever do. That's fantastic. And we did have a personal thing that I did. I, I didn't. I just thought we wouldn't mention on the show, but I'm actually in the process of doing that too. So I definitely can relate there. What a great episode this has been. Everybody listening, I've been David Collins and you've been the best. David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins.